Hello, everybody. I am Kathleen Watkins, and I welcome you to the Outlive Your Life Legacy Podcast, where you learn how to write your life story two pages at a time. That's right, two pages at a time. One of the greatest risks we face each day is living day to day without any reflection of who we are, what we've done, where we've been, and what really matters to us. Each of us is unique. There has never been anyone exactly like you, and there never will be. Okay, so how is everybody today? Doing great. I'm good. Good. Okay. I have two very interesting people with me today, and I'll let them go ahead and introduce themselves. I'm Sherry Williams, and I am excited to be here. I uh, have been a native of, I'm a native of Oklahoma City and uh, retired from Oklahoma Department of Human Service as an application specialist. Okay, well, thank you, Sherry. And so, and Sherry, you have been through um, the Outlive Your Life Legacy Workshop. Yes, I have. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and my next guest is? Uh, Robert Gaines. I am uh, a native of Oklahoma City, um, a barber. Uh and a little about myself is I I am a, I am a cabinet maker, furniture maker also. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I have yet to see some of that work too, Robert. Okay, mm-hmm. I know I, I know about your barbering. <laughs> I've yet to see your um, I mean your up close uh, cabinet work. I've seen it on uh, photos, but not just up close. Okay, so I know these two people pretty well, and they both have been in one of my classes. I will say it's been a while since I've done a podcast, and is I'm so, so happy to be back in the seat since then, I have been busy, though. I've been conduct- conducting uh, workshops and the classes as well. In fact, I've done a couple of workshops at Ralph Ellison Library, and I continue to do classes online. Why do I do that? Because I think it's so important, so important that we get our stories done. And I want to share it with everybody, the importance of, uh, of them writing their story. Let me share this story with you. This is what got me started. It was uh, in 2012, my granddaughter was taking a class over at OU on African-American cultural studies and I'll never forget that morning. It was cold that morning. It was kind of like it, you know, kind of like it is today. And she said, Grandma, we are doing a class on family history. Can you please email me some information? I was devastated. 
because I didn't have anything to send her. And you got to know my granddaughter. You know, I'm so proud of her. And I wanted to be able to help her in any way I could. And I just felt like a failure. But what they did was it motivated me. It motivated me to start gathering information about my family. And I have not stopped yet. Because if you're like me, this is how I look at it. We are a part of a big picture, each of us. We belong to a family. And we're only a slice of that pie. I always use the picture of a pizza. We're only just a slice of that pizza, our our family. And so... It is our obligation, I feel, to have our part documented. So when they go on Ancestry.com or they begin to do their family history, then they have something that they can look for, you know, look at. They, they will have my history, me and my family's history. That, to me, is important. That being said, I want to uh, just remind you of, uh, of who I am. I am an, uh, an autobiography instructor, guided autobiography instructor. And what that means is that I guide you through the process of writing your stories. Uh, this is done on a, um, on a theme base, universal themes, where you write two pages at a time. Themes such as turning points, my family, health and wellness, the role of money in your life. The list goes on and on. And you would be surprised what happens once you begin to write. Okay, so I'm going to stop doing all the talking now because <laughs> I can talk, okay? But listen, so can my guests, okay? So let's, uh, I'm going to bring them in now. And, 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 and first of all, what I would like for, for, for y'all to do is to really, um, is to share, um, share with the listening audience why you took the class, the Outlive Your Life Legacy class. Why did you take it? Well, I took it because um, I had taken a, a English course um, and I started writing, journaling about my life. And then I spoke with you, uh, Miss Kathleen Watkins, about uh, about the significance of leaving something for uh, my my descendants that's so they would know me. And I got to thinking about <clears throat> I didn't know my grand, you know, my mm-hmm. after my dad's dad or my mother's dad. I was at a loss. I I didn't know none of them, and I still don't know too much about them, except my sister does what you do. She's but she goes through ancestry dot com, and well, found out I have a sister <laughs> that I didn't know about, and then I, then I also found out that uh, my great gr- my great granddad, my mother's dad's dad, name is Robert Ray Vaughn, who 
I was always told that I was uh, named after him, but putting a face with a picture and a and a little uh, background about him was uh, it gives me a lot of insight about my life. Okay, all right, and so Robert, I heard you when you said that you didn't have much information on your family. And so this is why you wanted to go ahead and document your stories, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that and also it helps you um understand um family um uh dynamics, you know, it kind of helps you understand some of the things that may have happened in your life or in my life, I should say, and and look at the patterns as because some of those same patterns, some of those same traits are present today when you start looking back at your ancestry. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a reason why I want I've documented a lot of um, my history for my descendants as well, because I think uh, a mistake that some of us make is we only look at now. You have to look at 50 years from now. Let me tell you, when I was on Ancestry.com, I ran across someone in my family as far back as 1765. That's right, 1765. But I only had her name. And I thought, oh, man, I wonder what was she like? I would love to have heard the history. So when... Someone looked back at me, they're going to know about me. I want them to know about me so they can say, yeah, that's my grandma there, you know, my shoot. My grandma didn't let nothing stop her. She was writing plays, you know. Yeah. See, that's the way I want my descendants to look at me. I want them to know who I am. Well, I wanted to say this one thing uh, that. When I was looking at my um, great-grandfather, my mother's mother's dad's dad, he was born in 1801. But it also gave his mother and his father, and although it didn't say what year he was born, my sister said that she knows, so she was going to send it to me. And uh, I thought, wow, it makes me want to take an ancestry, um, one of those test now because yeah yeah the dna the dna test because it's kind of interesting that um he was he built furniture i mean he he was a he was a he was a a carpenter Mm -hmm. so i was thinking and it's documented i was like wow you know because i never knew where that trait came from all of my brothers are barbers and so is my dad so i'm like well where did this come from and so there it goes that is very interesting that's very interesting. Huh? Okay. They, what, how they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. From the tree. And that is very, yeah. I um okay, Sherry, so what what led you to um to take the class? It is pretty much the same. And I, I would say once one continuous beat was mm-hmm knowing that my father never was able to meet his father. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they fled Mississippi, migrated to Oklahoma mm-hmm. during some of the worst times mm-hmm. 
for African-Americans in, in the South. I always wanted to know more about my great-grandparents. I wanted to know, you know, were they slaves? Because those type of things, I remember wanting to know that. And with me losing my father, he lived to be 99. And how I think how close it was to capture information, even his DNA that would probably take uh, a different route if I was able to get his DNA to submit into the ancestry DNA or 23andMe. I just think how powerful that would have been. But to be able to give us a, a picture of my life for my great-great-grandkids. Because I said, if I could just receive it from my great-great-grandparents, mm-hmm. knowing their occupation, knowing how their day-to-day lives, what made them smile, what made them, their favorite recipes, you know, it, just a taste of what their life lives were would be something that I would really treasure. And if it was just one, but could you imagine it could be their siblings and a whole network of information. If we just had that type of information, it would be great. If we just provided the information, if we would document it so that they would have it. And you can make up, I made up in my mind, I say, well, the buck stops right here. I'm going to ask for me and my descendants. They are going to, they're going to have their history Document it. Well, there's something that's interesting. I pulled up this on my phone. It says uh, when Robert Ray Vaughn was born on June 7th, and I made a mistake. I said 1801. It's 1901, June 7th, 1901, in Centerpoint, Arkansas. Well, his parents were both his parents, Dolly and uh, Alexander was his dad. Dolly was his mother. Uh, they were 28 years old when they had him, so all I have to do is count back from uh, 1901 to uh, uh, 1973, maybe 72, somewhere in there. That I mean, 1872, which is really interesting because it's only less than a decade out from slavery. From uh, pro- approximate, uh, that's right. Eighteen sixty-five is yeah. one, yeah. So it's less than it's less than a decade uh, out uh, outside of slavery that his parents were born. So his parents had to have been slaves, and we all know that um, Arkansas was slaves. Pretty rough, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it just happens to be in the deep. This part of the South, which is center point, I checked it out on the map. It's like way deep South Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arkansas was one of those states where it was really, really kind of rough. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. We um, tell me about your writing experience while you're in the class because each week. And I'm talking to you, listening office, (laughs) I mean, listening audience. Each week, they were assigned uh, to write a story, two-page story, on different themes. So that meant every week they had to have a story ready. So tell me about that for you, you know, and and, and what was your favorite uh, theme that you wrote on? 
Well, I just the very first one was all of the all mm-hmm. the things were very good, mm-hmm. but the thing that I think really surprised me as I wrote these things, and I w- it would be the one you when you ask us to describe your childhood home. <clears throat> I just could not believe, <clears throat> excuse me, all the thoughts and memories and colors and even smells of food, all of that came back to me. And uh, I was really excited about that. I just couldn't believe how much it started unlocking other thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what it does. Once you start, uh, the memories began to come forth. Okay, tell tell me about your experience, your writing experience, uh, Robert. In writing those stories. Well, yeah. So when you gave us the assignments to start writing um, stories, I, uh, you know, I had wrote about my my home, you know, growing up inside my home or how it was. And it kind of brought back memory. It kind of brought back kind of bittersweet memories because um, uh, sweet because, you know, Knowing that, uh, like, my mother uh, having to experience her before I was, she kind of gave me away. And then bitter because after that, I couldn't understand why she done it. So, uh, but so, but when I got to write it out and actually look at all the dynamics that were happening at the time, uh, you, actually get it well I actually got a chance to kind of see it in a light that um that's that's it's very unusual it's very unusual because you get to look at it in the third person so you can see every all the players in sort of say in the um in the play and you can kind of um extract yourself from it and kind of get yourself a um you know, understanding of what people were going through and what was happening during the time. And so you can probably get a, for me, I kind of got a better understanding of why certain decisions had to be felt like they had to be made. And then, I, you know, I can compare it to my own life because there was some of the, some of their decisions kind of shaped the way my decisions were for my own child. So, Yeah. It kind of, that's, you know, that's what I got out of it. Tell me, so the writing, I mean, I know when I was, because um, I took the, of course, the training for this class. And the same stories that you wrote, I have also written. And when I was writing the stories, I know it just brought, of course, like you, it brought back so many memories. And even though you asked for, we asked for two pages, uh, mine went a little farther. And I just loved going back in that time. The one that I really enjoyed was uh, Turning Points and the stories on my family. I really enjoyed that. The Turning Points, because... That gave me the opportunity to really look back at my life. What happened in my life to turn me around? What what story, which one did you like the most, Robert? Which one of the themes? Was it turning points, my family, 
Uh, I think you probably did the role of money. I'm not. I'm not really sure because well, I switch them up in every for every class. I think it it was turning points you did in our class, and it was uh, that was a good one. You know, because uh, it gives you a. It kind of helps you connect the dots, so you know, like you can look at the at. It helped me connect dots as to where I had come from, and and helped me see things that happen to shape the way uh, I view life going forward. And a lot of those were some good ways. Some of them were, some of them, you know, uh, made me cynical. Then, and then some made me really think about my life and which direction I really wanted to go. Kind of like a T point, you know, like, okay, this is, this is uh, something that happened and I can either grow from it or, not you know so um yeah though th- th- that kind of helped me in that mm-hmm. sense when um when you're writing for me that that was a good thing yeah okay so let me clarify this what we're doing now is uh what i'm doing really is asking them about the different how they um how did they like the different parts of the class, really? Normally, what I've done, or in the past, what I've done is I've had one of the guests to read one of their stories, and then everyone else gives feedback. But with this one, I decided, especially since it's been a while since I've given one, to just kind of go over what it is that we do. So thus far, I wanted to know why they joined the class Secondly, I wanted to know their experience while writing. What effect did that have on them, your brain and everything else? And and what I'm going to ask them now, the third question is, okay, the other part of it is the reading of the stories out loud and the feedback. Tell me about that. Now, that was pretty powerful. I really did enjoy that. One thing about Read, reading the story means that you have to write that story. You have a week to get it together and put it out. And I said, okay. Good point, Sherry. <laughs> and, I, and I started writing it on a tab, and then I was working uh, working uh, part-time, and I said, oh, I'm going to let that. I'm going to do it at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And, and then somebody said, well, why don't you use Google Docs. I said, I don't know what's wrong with my brain. Why did I not think of that? Because I can touch it anywhere, anytime. Mm -hmm. But having to have it written and know that you have to read it is uh, something that you say you have have to make a commitment to do it. With that, you know, and the feedback was really great because we had an opportunity to hear what people thought about what we said and and in the feedback itself, you could come up with different things that you say, you know, I need to add that. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So feedback is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob. Well, well, I also like the feedback because, uh, well, you know, when you're reading, when you're reading your story or when you're listening to someone read their story, you kind of see the similarities in your story versus their story. And though everybody is unique, it's, it's, it, there is still like a common thread between human beings. Like, you know, everybody has um, 
something that they went through, something that's uh, powerful that might have affected them in their upbringing or something that might have happened in their lives. And though it might not be the same scenario, the same it affects you in the same kind of way, like in the same kind of sense. So you get a sense of um, empathy or um, or uh, you become conscious of someone else's plight, their story, you know. So that was, uh, that's what I got out of it. Like, you're not a, like, I'm not alone. There's other people who have had triumphs and, and had to overcome adversities, uh, so it gives you it gives you hope that like that you're not alone, and so that's what it did for me. That's a good point. I, I'm loving your responses, Sherry. When you said, first of all, you gotta write it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. That's true because you are accountable. You held, yes, you're you're accountable. You know, and so. You have to have your story because it's a give and take with the feedback, reading and the feedback. Why, if your other, if the other students have their stories, you should have yours as well. And not only that, that's really part of it, part of uh, the benefit of the class. Because a lot of us, we tried to do it alone and we didn't get anywhere. Right. So and this is the whole point to be able to do it with others. It's just like if you if you got an exercise partner. Yeah, that motivates you. It's the the accountability part like that right there. Like, oh, they're going to share. So I need to be able to share, too. And, you know, so you want to try to get that done um, if you can. Some sometimes some have some things happen. But if you can, you should uh, because it's going to be beneficial to you. I, I, I thought it was beneficial because I wanted to hear other people. I wanted to hear your story as well as well as versus yeah. mine, you know. Uh, so it was um, I was exciting. And also, like when you said um, you'd realize you're not alone. So many of us think we're the only one who went through things. Oh, I'm the only one who did this. And once you start sharing, reading, uh, you find out that you are definitely not the only one. And it brings comfort to you when you when you know that. Because I remember years ago, someone saying, you know, a lot of times people think they're the only one who's dealing with this this issue or this secret uh, in your in your family or whatever. And you say, well, shoot. Other people have dealt with it too, exactly. and look at them there. They're on top of the world, you know. Exactly, especially from your own family. Like when you can look back and say, "Wow, this is this is," you know, when you're writing about your family and you're writing about your family viewpoints of how you grew up or what was going on in a certain period in your family life, you can say, "Wow!" Like I'll give you an example. Um, you know, like my mother was a struggling uh, single parent mother with four kids where the father wasn't paying child support at the time. So her mind was she wanted to be married or whatever. And so um, her thing was probably the same way a lot of people think today, you know, um, 
I, how do I get, you know, how do I put food on the table, go to work, take care of my kids and take care of my own needs. And so you get to see all of that and you get to, cause you know, for me personally, I was like, how do I take care of my daughter? How I take care of me? Do I want to give my daughter to her mother? Do I need to fight for her to, do I need to travel? So it was a lot of, I could, there was a lot of things that I was thinking so it made me conscious of what she was thinking, like, or he was thinking, like, you know, so. Right. You can get out of yourself and look at it from, like you there said, you the go. third person in the a sense. The third person, uh, which is a self-centeredness. Like, that helps you out of that. Right, right. And another thing is something about reading out loud. <laughs> it is something it about is. hearing yourself saying those words. If I'm reading silently, it's different. But as soon as I start reading out loud, it's different. I do that with the scriptures. You know, I read when I read them out loud, it's different. And so when you are reading your stories out loud, you're hearing yourself say these things. I have had um, I had a couple of people to really break down and cry in the process of reading it. Wow. It's powerful. It's the hearing, well, it says in the Bible that you, you know, you learn by hearing, you know. Right. And so when you're hearing something, the the power is in the hearing. Mm-hmm. So when you read now loud, you hear your voice versus like just reading in silence. That out of ear, you know, right. it's like, it's, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you know what, and, and, and when you're reading out loud, you can kind of think, well, I'm hearing a story. You said, but, oh, I wrote that story. Right. But this is my you story. You think of yeah. your children or your grandchildren mm-hmm. or whatever hearing that story and think about, I would love to have heard a similar story from a descendant. From, from, I'm from, from, from your, ancestor, I mean. Yeah, and so when we do this, my hope is that each student will be really begin to write their stories because they see the significance in doing it. And if you can just visualize your great, 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 great grandchild looking back, seeing your picture and say, oh, look, that's my, that's my grandma Sherry, you know, that's my grandpa Robert. What was he like? Instead of just seeing that name yeah. and that day, oh yeah, oh yeah, Robert. They they would see a lot. They say, oh yeah, my grandpa was ooh. Well, he you was. know, <laughs> you not only see that you. For me, I look back and looked at my uncle, and I had saw my uncle in real life, but it you know he you know passed earlier, transitioned early. So one day I just was happened to look at his looking at a picture of someone that had posted a picture and I saw him and I was like, this dude looks just like me. Isn't that something? I, yeah, he got the, got the, got the uh, glass. I had to do a double take because I was like, wait a minute, that, that's, that's my, my grand, my uncle, my grand uncle. And I thought, wow, he looks just like me. And I wondered, do I do I do I even act like him? What you know? What traits do I got from him? But I won't know because I, nobody ever yeah, nobody wrote ever wrote anything down. So it was uh, or there's no 
memory of that, just the mm-hmm. picture. So you, so the importance of letting someone know, and the best way to do that is uh, documenting, is document it. It, documenting it. So, uh, and there's several ways you can document it, but one of the best ways is through literature, because uh, that um, it has stands the test of time. That written word, that's right. Spoken word is good, too, but that written word has really stood, like you said, the test of time. Okay, now I have one more thing that I want to ask you. What usually happens in these classes, I have noticed, too, is that people bond. People bond. I think you two are a good example of that. Well, why don't y'all just kind of... Robert feels like family to me. I I don't know. He he has such a beautiful spirit. I just love everything about Robert. Even when I first met him, I I think the first time I met him was in the... Or was it Toastmasters? It was was Toastmasters. It was Toastmasters. But soon after that, we were in the uh, class for writing. And I just love Robert's spirit. He just seems like family to me. I I, I, I like the way he smiles. I like his, his laugh. I love his energy, his heart. You can see it. And that's what is special. It just feel like family. Well, that's I have the same sentiment. And I was, uh, because... Um, you know, through writing, then then hearing your story and a, and a lot of your story, the the things that you had to overcome, you know, that you didn't think you would overcome, and you overcame them anyway. And so those kind of helped me see you in a light that um, that I would normally not see. It's the, the vulnerability. So, and I think being vulnerable helps draw people to your, um, to your, 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 the things that you've been through because they can, they have a sense, or at least I did, a sense of, like I said, empathy and, and, and not sympathy, but empathy because you, you understand the other people's, um, you know, plight because you've been through the same thing and then, then vice versa, uh, or, Along those same lines was when I met you, Miss Watkins. Um, I, uh, I I felt for you because you were waiting to get your hair cut. But no, <laughs> but no, but uh, that but, was true. That was but, true. And I would let me tell you what attracted. I would be sitting there because you know my barber. I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna put him out there. He was always late. <laughs> Antoine. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> so. One particular uh, Saturday, yeah, when I went in, I, I, you know, I used to listen to you. He was always talking oh, to his yeah, customers, yeah. and I loved that. And I said, this young man, you know, he sounds like he has some sense here, you know? And then, and then yeah, that's where it began right there, when Antoine couldn't be there that particular Saturday. And I said, yeah, I want you to go ahead and do me. And it's been that way. Ever since, but the good, you know, what's so good about that though, is that Antoine is such a Antoine is such a good person too. You know, they don't. It's no, we're all friends. Yeah. It's no big deal. You know, so what? You went to Robert. You know. Oh yeah, he's got he's got a few of my clients too. <laughs> so, it's, 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 they 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 transfer. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, and so and so.
so I like that because you can be in situations like that and you be like, I don't know. I've been in with women in beauty shops like that and it's not that simple. Trust me. Okay, we're going to leave that alone. Uh, you know what? Our time is really running up. I, running out. I can't believe Yes, I can. You know that, that it goes fast. <laughs> yeah, when when we love to talk, but yeah. this has uh, this has truly been great. Is there anything else? Any last words that you would like to share? I would just like to say, if anybody just don't know if this is something they might want to check out, they need to check it out. It is really enlightening. It's it brings a light, a reflection where you can look in the mirror and see yourself in a in a whole new light uh, and to have it documented, mm-hmm. particularly the legacy letter that right there is, if you do nothing else, you definitely should do that. But th- this workshop was an excellent workshop. The legacy letter is what I think I'm going to um, focus on at, on my next podcast. Mm-hmm. Robert, are you, do you have any last words? My last words are that uh, I thank both you ladies, and especially you, because uh, you had inspired me to do a lot of things that I was already thinking about doing, but I would have just been on the fence in doing it. And by your guidance, it helped me to, you know, break it down and, and easier to digest and, and to go along, to go go with it. So, I think anybody that wants to do uh, this writing class should. And um, I think it's going to be beneficial to you. Uh, it was beneficial to me. And uh, uh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I will let you know that I will be conducting an I'll Live Your Life Legacy Workshop at Ralph Ellison Library on November 11th, which is on a Saturday, from 1 to 3. Ralph Ellison Library is located 2000 Northeast 23rd Street, Oklahoma City. And I'm also on Facebook at Outlive Your Life Legacy Workshop. And, you know, and I also do online classes. So if you are interested my information, if you go to my Facebook page, my information is there where you can even uh, send me a message and whatever comments you would like to. What I want you to remember is that your story is the most important part of you. Your struggles, your joys, All of that is a part of you. So own it, own it and tell your story and leave it for future generations. Now, this podcast, of course, is a part of the Building Bridges Network. Thank you. See you next week.